Welcome to The Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. The Dashaway detectives wake up to a mysterious message in code. Can they solve it and find out what is going on? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Stranded Spy The morning rolled in, lighting up the edges of the windows and then the whole of the windows. The sounds started with birdsong and rose into muffled voices and cheery calls. The Dashaway detectives dozed. It was a dozy day. The sun was gentle, a breeze curled at the curtains. Diggory leafed through a history book he had borrowed from the library about great wars. Douglas absent-mindedly played with the cupboard-closing mechanism, trying to imagine its inside workings. Dora had snuggled into Dad's bed and lay there still, though Dad was no longer in it but sat on the edge, perusing a newspaper that someone had dropped outside the caravan. "'Your friend is in here?' Dad stretched out the front page and the kids sat up. Emblazoned across the front was a headline, "'Thomas Bancroft donates heirloom for top prize.' "'Let me see that!' Like any military commander, Diggory was ready for action in a moment. He snatched the newspaper. Then Dad grabbed him round the middle and wrestled him. Dig cried out in distress, but Dad started to tickle. Don't ruin the newspaper! Dig gasped out, and Douglas came to help, but Dad got him too. Dora surveyed the scene primly and reached over and took the newspaper as the boys grappled, rocking the caravan to and fro. Eventually, Dig sat on Dad's head, and everybody calmed down. Are you finished? Dora asked, then began to read aloud. Thomas Bancroft, 46, of Clannington Manor, has generously donated a priceless trophy to the Waldburn Valley for the express purpose of being presented to the winner of the summer shows. Just last week, the millionaire some have labelled eccentric showed a group of villagers around the grounds of his estate in which he is housing many exotic animals. She read the whole news story, but it didn't tell them anything else new. After all, it was they who had prompted Thomas Bancroft to open up the grounds after the strange noises coming from them had scared the villagers. But it seemed they still weren't happy. Someone in the paper was quoted as saying that Bancroft can't buy off friendliness. But others were pleased with the donation. An odd trophy, Diggory said, picturing it stood in the middle of the shelf that went across the front of the caravan. Just then Doug said, Ow! and sat up in bed. He dug around under his back and drew out a small rectangle of card. He lay back again and lifted it above his head. It was his turn to read aloud. Two o'clock, thirteen paces, seven o'clock, twenty-one. Tap, tap, tap. What? Dora said, elbowing Dig where he was sitting on her. There wasn't really space for all of them in Dad's bed, but it hadn't stopped them yet. That's what it says on this card, all in capitals. Let me see, 
Diggory said, swiping it from mid-air. He studied it carefully, but found nothing new. It's some sort of clue, he announced grandly. But the question is, how did it get here? Well, I know that, Dora said. It fell out of the newspaper. Dig and Ugg stared at her. She shrugged. Right, Dig said. Dashaway detectives, let's get dressed. There's a mystery to solve. The children all got dressed while Dad made bacon sandwiches, which he insisted on the meeting before they did anything else. They're directions, Douglas said as they stepped outside. I've worked it out. We need to go at the angle of two o'clock for 13 steps, then at the angle of seven o'clock for 21. Then have a look and work out what on earth tap, tap, tap means. The Dashaway detectives started with their backs to the caravan door, then made their way through the grass, taking purposeful strides, a bit like flamingos or storks, Dora thought. After the 13 and then the 21, they were at the edge of the field. Tap, 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 Douglas said, in a sort of what-on-earth-does-that-mean way. Look, Diggory said. He was pointing at an old, tall tree. A tall tree with a hole in it. Tap, 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 woodpeckers! Give me a leg up, Doug. Doug obliged, and Diggory reached as high as he could before squeezing his hand in through the hole in the side of the tree. Dora shivered involuntarily, imagining the terrible things that could be inside. But Diggory's hand came out again, just clutching another piece of paper. Open it, Dora said breathlessly, and Dig gave her a glare to say, I am, obviously. On it was the same sort of writing as on the card before Dig read aloud. Something is going on in this village. Need assistance. Meet at Red Coms at 11.17. H.C. The Dashaways stared at each other, then read it over a few more times. Then they began to work it out. Dig guessed that H.C. must be initials. Douglas worked out that comms must mean communication. And Dora had seen an old-looking red telephone box in the village the day before. So, the mysterious H.C. wants us to meet them at the phone box at 11.17, Douglas said, rubbing his forehead. I'm sure there are easier ways to say that. But less fun, Dora said. Are we going? The two boys looked at her in astonishment and she smiled. Oh, good, I hoped we would. Never before had a morning dragged on for so long. Their watches seemed to have stopped. The seconds seemed ten times longer than usual. None of their games felt fun. But finally, finally, the time came around and the Dashaway detectives, with a great sense of importance, urgency and secrecy, wandered through the village until they came to the phone box. They stood outside it, wondering what was going to happen and whether anything was going to happen at all, when there was a sound. Psst! The children looked around, and then, from behind the phone box, from what seemed to be an impossibly small space, unfolded a man. 
He was hardly there at all, and then suddenly he was before them, tall, thin, old and grey. He looked worried. Dashaway detectives? he asked, and they nodded, impressed by his air of secrecy. He looked them up and down, but, unlike other grown-ups, didn't seem to question whether they could possibly be good detectives. Good, he said, sniffing the air. We don't have much time. You see, I used to be a spy, a real spy. Diggory gasped in wonder, but the man continued, My name is Horace Cuthbert. A good few people round here think everything I say is nonsense, but I sense things, I know things, and I know something is going wrong in this village. Is this old man bothering you? A booming voice came from behind the children, and so caught up were they in the moment that they jumped, and Dora let out a little scream. They turned to see another man, also tall, but burly, red-cheeked, covered in tweed. Horace is the village nutter, he boomed, always seeing spies in the bushes. I wouldn't take much notice if I were you. I'm Harry Longfield. Diggory, Douglas and Dora took an immediate dislike to Harry Longfield. Look here, Harry, Horace began to say, but Harry laughed loudly, louder than anyone naturally would, Dora thought. Horace continued, something is going on in this village and these detectives are going to prove it. Then you'll see who's a nutter. Harry looked around at the children, then laughed even louder. Oh, detectives! Oh, Horace, you've surpassed yourself this time. Detectives! And Harry walked on, winking to the children. They scowled. You see, Horace said, urgently, wildly, no one believes me, but I can sense it. Something is not quite right in Walderburn. I can feel it. Have you seen something or heard something? Diggory had his detective book out now. Something that we can investigate? Horace frowned and shook his head emphatically. If I had, it would be easy. Or maybe I have, but it has sunk too far into my subconscious. I don't know. Anyway, you're the detectives. You'll be able to work it out. He gave them a sudden beam, lighting up his lined and craggy face, and then he fairly leapt into the air. Oh, it's time for a cup of tea. Let me know when you know, detectives. He gave them an excessive wink and then turned on his heel and disappeared. The Dashaways stared after him. What do you think? Douglas said eventually. Is he a nutter? I hope not. Dora said kindly, but he does kind of act like one. And we have to investigate something that's based on, well, kind of based on just a feeling, Diggory said, shaking his head. This might be our hardest case yet, detectives, but I'm sure we can do it just to stop that horrible man laughing, if nothing else. Walderburn turned out to be a rather large village, larger than the ones they had been to before. Here, as in the other places, there was much fuss about the Walderburn Valley show, which had only a few more events before it finished. 
So as the children looked around, they saw many people bustling to and fro, carrying things like bunting or cakes or urns. But nothing looked very suspicious. People called out to each other across the square. People met up and discussed things. But everyone looked busy and happy, not at all suspicious. The Dashaways explored every street, looking at every house and shop. They looked at signs and posters and watched people very carefully whilst pretending to play I Spy or eat ice cream. It's no good, Diggory said as they walked back to the caravan to see Dad for lunch. We need to get closer in to all the action. And so after their toasted sandwiches, they were on the lookout for an opportunity and one arrived almost immediately in the shape of a florist's van, which parked up just outside the village hall. Out of the driver's side got a man who they recognised. He opened the side door and started loading up his arms with flowers. The kids ran over. Mike Nottingham, Diggory said eagerly. It's us, the Dashaway detectives. Mike had turned around, his huge bearded face lit up with a grin. Well, I never... Found any cases of embezzlement recently? Not really, Dora said with a smile. She didn't, of course, know what embezzlement was. Would you like some help with those? Douglas asked, pointing at the van full of flowers. Well, yes, please, that would be excellent. They're all headed for the baking event at the village hall. They go wild for flowers. The kids loaded up with flowers then took a few trips to take them inside. Douglas sneezed, but when the last load was put down on the tables, he called out, See you later, Mr Nottingham. The florist gave a friendly wave, then disappeared, and Douglas grabbed his siblings' arms to stop them leaving and pulled them behind a recess in the wall so no one would spot them. We're right in the middle of it all, he muttered. The perfect place to see if anything is actually going on. Everyone, grab something and look busy, but keep your ears and eyes open. Dora took a pile of napkins, Diggory some tablecloths and Douglas some mugs, and they started to hover around the hall, listening in to conversations and looking at things with keen eyes. The hall was looking very fancy with decorations everywhere and excessively clean, People were talking about the baking competition happening that evening, about who the winners might be, what their favourite cakes were, and nothing that really seemed suspicious at all. The Dashaways regrouped by a table in the little side room and were all summarising what they had heard when there were footsteps from outside and a laugh that they remembered, the booming, overloud laugh of Henry Longfield. The kids looked at each other, then instinctively ducked down and hid under the table as the door opened. The tablecloth reached all the way down to the floor. They were hidden. Three pairs of shoes came into the room. Dora bit down on her lip, trying to breathe quietly. Is it true? A woman's voice asked, shrill. Of course it is. The Dashaway detectives glanced at each other under the table. It was Henry Longfield. He sounded annoyed. Bancroft is doing everything in his power to make everyone love him, including giving away heirlooms, apparently. 
Well, I think it's very generous, a man's voice spoke, and it certainly makes things that bit more exciting. How's it getting here? In a picnic basket, Harry Longfield boomed again. A man certainly likes to play at eccentricity. He says it'll be perfectly safe and no one will know. Should arrive today or tomorrow, he said. I see, the woman said faintly. Well then, when it arrives we can lock it in the safe and then we won't need to worry about it any more. Until next year, Longfield said again. It's only loaned to the winner for a year. Ah, the woman said. Well then, shall we go back and check on the tables? The others agreed and the adults moved out of the room. Once their footsteps had faded completely away, the dashaway detectives emerged from under the table, then made their way out of the village hall as fast as they could. Well, that was interesting, Douglas said. Harry Longfield wasn't very pleased about the generous gift, was he? I reckon he doesn't want Thomas Bancroft to become more popular than him. It's still not really suspicious, though, is it? Diggory said as though he were in pain. I mean, the picnic basket thing is a bit weird, but not really suspicious. The others agreed, and they began to wander back to the caravan, all feeling a little glum. It didn't feel as if they were getting very far at all. Luck is always a factor, though, Diggory said. Maybe we've just not hit our luck yet. Dad was at the caravan too, and they all had a biscuit. They told him everything that they had been up to and he listened with interest. That old chap sounds like fun. It would be a shame if he really is a nutter. Do you think he was a real spy? Dora asked and Dad shrugged. Who knows? After this, they decided to explore more around the outside of the village and clambered over a gate and started to wander through fields and trees hardly hearing the birds sing or noticing the bright sunshine, so intent were they on discovering something suspicious. They saw people reading or gardening or simply sitting in the sun. They saw walkers with tremendously serious equipment head away on paths and trails. They saw more vans and cars arrive and depart. But they didn't see anything worth noticing until... They came to the car park. It sat a little out of the village next to a big field. They saw a family with two small children and two adults gathered around the back of their car and staring into the boot. You must not have put it into the car, the mum was saying. You must have taken it out again, the dad said, sounding cross. I want my picnic, the littlest girl said and started to cry. But at that moment, the same thought came into all of the Dashways' heads. Diggory stepped forward and spoke politely. Excuse me, but have you lost a picnic basket? The man turned around and looked at Diggory suspiciously. What do you know about it? Only that there could be something going on here. I'm sorry about your picnic. We'll keep our eye out. The Dashways snuck away, but as they did, an older couple came into the car park. The Dashways happened to be there when they opened their boot and gasped loudly. 
Someone's stealing picnic baskets, Dora said, stepping towards them. We're terribly sorry. We'll see if we can find it for you. They had a look around the rest of the car park. There were no more baskets in the cars, but there was no way to know if that was right or not. Once they were out of earshot, Douglas almost exploded with his words. There's our suspicious thing. I knew that Horace wasn't a nutter. They're looking for this heirloom that Thomas Bancroft has sent, Diggory said. How do we tell, Horace? Dora asked. It was a good question. They had no idea where in the village he lived. I'll put a note in that tree, Diggory said decisively. But for now, shall we have a look around those for those missing picnic baskets? The others agreed, and splitting into two groups, they started to look all around, Diggory stopping off by the tree. It didn't even take very long to find three abandoned picnic baskets round the back of some houses nearby. The Dashaway detectives marched the picnic baskets back to the car park and placed them next to what they hoped were the right cars, judging by the kids' snacks in one of them, and they put the spare one by the entrance. Just as they were turning to go, Horace Cuthbert appeared mysteriously from behind a tree. The Dashaway detectives grinned at him. You were right, Diggory said. Someone was stealing picnic boxes, because something important is meant to arrive in one today or tomorrow. Very suspicious. Horace Cuthbert clapped his hands together in delight. The old spy sense. It never goes away. Thank you so much, detectives. Oh, I can't wait to tell Harry Longfield. Ha! Dora smiled at him. Would you like to come to our caravan for a cup of tea first? I think our dad would love to meet you. Horace agreed and followed them back to the caravan, where he had several cups of tea and many biscuits, as he told exciting stories from when he was a spy to a rapt and attentive audience. Eventually he left, and Dad clapped Diggory and Douglas on the back. Well done, kids. You've made that fellow's day. And what stories! The Dashaway detectives grinned. They were building up their own collection of exciting stories, and there would be many more to come. The End Thanks for listening. Can you write a message in the code? Where would be a good hiding place in your house? See you soon for the next episode where the Dashaways encounter a sinister parrot. <laughs>